Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Uh, Today, we have with us our very special guest um, coming to us from uh, Austin, Texas. She works nationally. Say hello, Jennifer Pierce. Hello. We're so thankful to have you here. Um, So glad to have you here today and um, excited about what you're going to share with our audience. Um, Like we normally start, I'd love to ask you, how did you get into dentistry? Um, How did you start working with dentists? Well, that's a 26-year road. I'm going to go back to the beginning. My best friend from high school married a dentist, so she was his dental assistant. And then they ended up getting married, and they were working together. She was running his practice. Their marriage wasn't going to survive that, so he asked me to come in and take over running his dental practice, and I reluctantly agreed to save their marriage. But sometimes I think in life your career actually finds you. And that's definitely what happened in this scenario. Yeah, so you started managing a practice. So how do you go from managing a practice to becoming a coach and a consultant uh, for Dallas? How do how you move that Well, um, I managed practices for 18 years. I loved everything about it from uh, hygiene to all the intricacies. I read every dental book of my doctors. Uh, so I, I have a pseudo osmosis dental degree with them. Um, When my one and only child was leaving for college, uh, I knew I was going to be bored. So I decided to take on other options. And I actually uh, became a practice co-owner. So uh, co-bought my first practice when my son was 18 heading to college. And then we bought a second practice. So I've done the front end of a practice and the back end. Uh, And I thought I knew a lot as a practice administrator. But when I became an owner, it was a whole new level of understanding that I took on. And uh, coaching happened. I was approached by a periodontist in Chicago to come in and train his closer to close because he does real high-end cases, uh, full mouth rehabs, um, uh, very intricate dentistry. And these cases could be anywhere from uh, 60 to you know $100,000. So it requires a lot of skill set to uh, help a patient understand the level of breakdown in a mouth so they can move to rebuilding that mouth. Uh, while I was sure. there to teach his closer to close, he noticed I noticed everything in his practice and he approached me about coming and consulting his practice. And um, I, it excited me. I like challenges. And so I started to fly to Chicago once a month and start coaching his practice. And that's how it started uh, about three years ago. And um, now I'm doing it full time. I absolutely love helping people with their, I call them games. Um, they are dental business yeah. games. I enjoy the, the intricacies of all the different moving parts of games. And so I do that across the country now. I do do some speaking and um, I'm just growing my coaching company. And I say coach because I stand shoulder to shoulder with everybody that I'm working with. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a coach that just does it. Um, without getting into it. So I'm an integrative coach. I get into their Kool-Aid, see what's going on, watch the people and that kind of thing. So um, I'm the I'm like the quarterback coach or the defensive line coach. I'm big on football being from Texas, of course, but um, 
I I love being in dental games. I think that it's a very so, cool thing. Let's jump into the game here a little bit and tell me what what are you seeing? What's going on? What are you hearing from a lot of dentists? What are some of the big challenges that you're hearing about and that you're helping dentists overcome right now? My biggest one is um, attracting, retaining, and elevating our dental talent pool. Uh, so that's a, that is a, a common problem, right? We're seeing that all the time. I think it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder. It's going to continue to get harder and harder. Um, we'll, tell me what's the first step? What, what can we do? What's, how do we tackle this? problem? Well, um, number one, everything be begins with the dentist. Cause if the dentist is doing things the way they've always done things the past 10, 20 years, then, um, it kind of uh, cuts off growth for attracting, growing and retaining talent. So um, uh, it, it has to begin with them and their frustration has to become so painful that they finally realize they have to do something different to get a different result, right? And sure. so that's where I start with first is making sure the dentist understands that what brought you here won't take you forward. Um, right. The next thing that I've been really aggressively working on is uh, several programs to help attract new talent to the dental industry, which is um, my program is called Dental Front Office Training, the Breakthrough Series. And it's to break people in to the industry. Um, the next thing I've developed is something called the Master Practice Administrator. I kind of did a play on words. Instead of an MBA, they're an MPA. And it's to teach them the business side of dentistry, not just the day-to-day, uh, -day, uh, I don't know, grueling part of dentistry, making appointments, you know, collecting money, those kind of things, insurance changing, insurance aging, you know, the list goes on. A master practice administrator is trained to actually be beside their doctor in business analytics, growth, strategizing marketing opportunities, those kind of things. So I, this was my heart and soul for about five years, but I just didn't have time to create it. So um, the last about nine months, my pay, my clients were begging for it. So put my nose to the grindstone and hired a coach to help me do it. So we created that program. Now that we, we know that there's a training program out there where you can take people who haven't been in dentistry that haven't worked in the dental industry and, and bring them in and kind of get them up to speed. Sure. Tell me, how do we go about attracting people? What's the secret to bringing people? Because I agree with you, by the way. I think it, the, I think a big part of the solution is going to be bringing people um, who have no dental experience into dental. There's a lot of people that are, are moving careers right now. You know, there's people in hospitality services that never want to go yeah. back. Then sure. um, when I mean hospitality services, you know, restaurants, bars, what have you. Um, so how do you attract those people? We have to, to build a, yeah. Well, we have to build a better mousetrap. And the way we've been attracting people to dentistry, when I came into dentistry, it hasn't changed that much. I grew beyond what I used to do. And that, sh that scares a lot of people, but you shouldn't be scared of growing your people and pouring into them and letting them grow. It should be an opportunity um, because you never know where it's going to take you on top of that. So unfortunately in dentistry and in dental school, the dentists are trained that they are the end all be all and that everything revolves around their services and their provider status and that kind of thing. 
I'm not in agreement with that training that's being taught. I believe that your team has to be around you to elevate everything you do, because as a dentist, the ba the highest thing, highest best use for them is dentisting, actually doing the work. So sure. um, attracting people and then making sure the dentists know how to um, uh, lead those type of people. Leadership is huge in what I train as well. So one of my favorite mantras is let's train, trust, and empower your team. And let's just be able to verify what they're doing. So verification systems put into place, help the doctor kind of get out of the way a little bit and um, train their people to try, you know, to, to do the things they need them to do. Let's talk about the verification a little bit. Um, yeah. Cause I think that is an issue. You're right. I, I agree with you too. You know, dentists doing dentistry is, is the best. Dentisting is, is the best um, use of their time. Um, but obviously giving up that type of control, right, it is very difficult, especially when at the end of the day, you're the one that's responsible to make sure, sure that the business is running properly, even if you have someone running that business. So how do you give up that control? And, and what, what does verifying look like? What are some things that you can do to not micromanage, but verify that your team is getting the job done? Well, it depends upon where the practice is, to be honest. Another one of my favorite analogies is crawl, walk, run. So if you're in the crawling stages, verification is going to be just basically getting some subsystems built that you can verify clinical notes, um, payments are being done correctly, those kind of things, because those things have to be checked daily, yes, by the doctor. Um, and making sure that there's no um, clinical notes not being done correctly or any kind of uh, concerns about misappropriation of funds. When you're walking, you have a little bit better trained team. The level of verification changes at that stage. When you're running, it's more run like a, a really fine-tuned business machine. Uh, the verification becomes less and less. You actually have to start thinking about having a business uh, model that supports some subsystems, which in dentistry normally is not promoted. Normally it's dentist and the rest. Well, you can get a substructure in there to have an MPA or somebody that you really trust that can help co-manage uh, those uh, uh, verifications. So, Jennifer, when you step into a practice, when you um, start working um, with a new group, what are some of the things that you look for to know and um, get a feel for how effective that team is? And if it's, or I should say, if it's the right people, um, what are what are some call outs? What are some red flags that, you know, that you look for? <laughs> you know, people ask me this all the time, and I think a lot of my stuff is very um through osmosis, I pick up a lot of stuff just from my experience of managing teams and, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of women, it's a highly female dominated profession. And uh, while women um, want to work well together and want to get along, sometimes there has to be structure for that to happen. And sometimes if we have one kind of leading the structure, but the, the lead uh, female in the practice hasn't had any type of formal training, whether it be leadership, uh, emotional intelligence, um, how to play nice in the sandbox, you know, all those things. I can usually spot where we've got friction. I come in and I'm looking for friction. Everywhere there's friction, 
there is less ability for a patient to do business with us and we need to stop all friction as much as possible. So that's what I'm looking for. And friction happens in all different areas. It could be from the phone, it can happen in hygiene, it can happen in the dental chair, it can happen with the doctor, it can happen with collecting money. So I'm looking at everything. So um, your website is prosperitydentalsolutions.com. Yes, sir. And so I'm going to hold on to that term prosperity. What's one thing as we're kind of winding up, wrapping up here a little bit, what is one thing that you, that one piece of advice that you give dentists that they can do today, one thing that they can implement today and start using um, that will uh, put them on a road towards prosperity? Wow. Um, well, it's called prosperity because uh, the tagline of it is love your practice, love your life. And mm -hmm. if a, my, my best advice is you are not loving your practice, uh, I know you're not loving your life. And so it all begins with the leader of a, of a, of a business and um, mindset and emotional intelligence is where that has to begin. That would be my best advice to begin that journey. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of, there are plenty of practice owners out there that don't love their practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of them just think they want to get out and they hate dentistry um, because they're not in love with um, their practice at that time. And ironically, if you compare that to a marriage, which we do so much in our work lives, right? right. Um, most people that, don't aren't very big fans of their spouse at that given time. Don't think that they're giving up on marriage forever. Right. So um, yeah, that's I think a good analogy. Yeah. Fixing what's in front of you um, makes sense. Um, Jennifer, I wanted to thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you for sharing with us. I want to encourage our guests to check out your website, check out some of the courses that you offer there. Uh, it's fantastic information. And I think helping any practice get, um, people who don't have experience, the training that they need to start in that career, I think is a brilliant idea. Uh, prosperity, prosperity, dental solutions, um, com. Jennifer Pierce. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search the dental brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.